you might ought to get right with God. It'd be a, a terrible thing to miss heaven because of your stubbornness. Amen. Book of Romans, chapter number 3. You say, preacher, I'm not hard-headed. You said it, I didn't. If you asked me, I'd say you're pretty hard-headed. You say, preacher, what do you got to back that up? How many times was it before you ever got saved? Sometimes it takes a little longer in harder heads. Boy, I wish I could go back to Mount Calvary Free Will Baptist Church as a 12-year-old boy and fully surrender to the Lord at 12 when he called me. I just wonder how many more souls had made heaven if I'd have surrendered earlier. You know, I'm going to have to stand and be judged for that. I'm glad Jesus is going to step over on the scales or I'd be in hell. Romans chapter number 3 verse number 9. Are you with me? The Bible said, what then? Are you with me? Are we better than they? No and no wise. For we have before proved both Jews and Gentiles that... They are all under sin. As it is written, there's none righteous, no, not one. Mm. Isn't that something? Father, help me tonight. That We look in this and understand, God, that we need you tonight. And I thank you, Lord God, for these that's gathered here this Wednesday night. Father, to give you praise and honor by being in the house of God. Lord, we've heard the Holy Spirit moving already, and God, may it continue to do so. Hearts be truthful with the Lord tonight. And God, let us stand here tonight saying, Blessed be the name of the Lord now and forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Verse 11 said, There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. My, my. How, how can we be justified tonight? We look back on our lives and we see, as I just mentioned, as a 12-year-old boy that God called me uh, to come to him and I came to an altar, but I did not come to him. There is a difference. You can make a trip to the altar. You can even have some words. You can even cry and leave lost. Why? Because you never surrendered. How do you say that, preacher? Because there was no change in you. There was no change in you. You were not saved. Because when you are saved, you truly become a new creature in Christ Jesus. I'm talking about being justified tonight. There's none of us righteous. No, not one of us. Not a single one of us, Jew or Gentile. But we know tonight that God made a way. Aren't you glad he made a way? (laughs) 
Aren't you glad he loves us? Look in verse number 24, Romans 3 and 24. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Whom God hath set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sin that are passed through the forbearance of God. Are you in me? <laughs> then he said there in verse 27, where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law of works? Nay, by the law of faith. <laughs> Aren't you glad tonight that you're saved? Faith brought you to the Lord. Called out when the Holy Ghost convicted you and you realized what a sinner you really was. Where you were really headed and what was going to be there when you got there. Amen. And you realized you didn't have to do nothing. You were born under that penalty. Born in sin. Amen. Have to be reborn out of sin. I'm thankful tonight for the blood of Jesus Christ justified. Amen. I want you to know something tonight. God knows your deeds. God knows that flesh is weak. Amen. I've had this conversation already this week, how the flesh is weak at times. Amen. You stub upon God at times. Say amen. I'll say it for you. Amen. Sometimes you get headed and high-minded. Sometimes you just get plain lazy. Amen. And that stubborn streak will jump up in you. And then that old pride. Oh, that pride will jump up. I'm better than they are. Well, you didn't hear what I read to you first, did you? <laughs> We're all sinners. All of us. Ain't none of us worth nothing. But thank God for the blood of Jesus Christ. It'll make you worth something. Amen. Aren't you glad for that? Chapter 4, verse number 25 of Romans, who was delivered for our offense and was raised again for our justification. <laughs> Woo, I'm glad I got somebody that stepped over on the scales for me. <laughs> hey man, I'm glad there's somebody standing in front of the Father that day when I come to be saved. <laughs> You ain't got it yet. You need to see that picture, amen. You come as a beggar, as a sinner, amen. Your, your best day was filthy rags. And Jesus stepped over and put the blood over top of you and the Father looked down on you. <laughs> well, praise the Lord. What did he see that day? He saw the blood. <laughs> he saw the blood. It was sinless, pure, holy. Glory be to God. I'm glad I'm covered by the blood. Through him, the blood came and covered my sin. Hey, that's what justified me. Being covered by that precious blood justified me that I can stand up here tonight and say, I am a son of God, born again, saint. Oh, that got everybody quiet. I'm not quite a saint yet. Yeah, you are if you're born again. Yeah. I mean, you are a saint because when God looks at you, he sees nothing but pure, holy blood. Amen. Amen. Now, 
Let's get down to where the rubber meets the road, will you? <laughs> Chapter 5, verse 1 said, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace with God. Are you with me? <laughs> verse number 9 said, Much more then, being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. Woo, wasn't you glad when somebody stepped in and took the wrath? Amen. <laughs> hey I never had a brother do that. They was always pointing fingers at me saying, it was him, it was him, it was him. All them buddies I had, it was him, it was him. Right? And I had to take and face the wrath of others. Amen. That day. <laughs> Jesus put the blood on me. He stepped between me and God's wrath. Amen. Amen. I, I'm excited tonight to think about that, how that an old sinner like me could come and say, Lord, I need you, and the blood covered over me and shielded me from God's wrath. Now, if that don't excite you, you ain't even got a wood pile. You need to get a wood pile. Wet or dry, you still need a wood pile. Amen. I mean, even wet wood will put out a little heat. At least it's good for smoking meat. Hello? Hey, some good in wet wood. But no wood has never cooked a thing. Has never warmed a soul. Amen. So don't worry about whether your wood's wet or dry. Just be concerned you got a wood pile. I'm talking about being saved, being justified by the blood. Now, I'm getting into some points here now that will help you tonight to know if you're saved. Amen. Amen. Now, listen to what I'm talking about. And a lot of people don't know if they're saved or lost. And a lot of people sit in church every week and wonder if they're saved or lost. They say, oh, I prayed a prayer and I believe, but how do I know it? How do I know I'm saved? How do I know that that he, he, listen, is his word any good? He said, ask, ye shall receive. But you got to believe it in your heart. I told a lady that this week. She said, preacher, I, I, I get condemned sometimes when the devil whispers in my ear and say, I ain't saved. I said, listen, did he ever tell you that before you said you was saved? devil never whispered that in your ear until you claimed Jesus. And the moment you claimed Jesus, he went to whispering in your ear, you ain't saved. You ain't saved. Especially when your temper flares up. Amen. Or, or you know, somebody shortchanges you in the highway and you, your blood goes to boiling and you want to kill them. And the devil whispered, and you're saved. Yeah, you know you ain't saved. I got news for the devil. He's a liar. I'm a work in progress. Amen. That's what I want everybody here tonight to know. You are a work in progress. Amen. You are not saved until you leave this world. Then you can say, I'm saved. But in the meantime, you're in the process of being saved. Amen. Now think about it. You're not saved from drowning until I get you out of the water. Right? I mean, the whole time we both could drown. But when we leave this world and we hear welcome, we know we're saved then. But he said we can know some things here. 
Are you with me? I want you to know some things. Nobody wants to know nothing. Nobody wants to know nothing? <laughs> Turn over to the book of James. Just a couple of scriptures there tonight I want to read to us that'll help us. Listen, don't ever argue with somebody once saved, always saved, or never saved, or whatever. He said, work out your own soul salvation with fear and trembling of the Lord. Amen. You'll know if they're saved or not. Are you with me? Say amen. James chapter number 2, verse number 24. See that, you see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. Are you with me? Listen, I want to tell you something, friend. If you say you're saved, there ought to be some works. There ought to be some works come along with that. You say, preacher, I'm not saved by works. No, no, no. I work because I am saved. Because I'm saved, I carry the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because I'm saved, I stand and sing for Jesus Christ. Because I'm saved, I testify of his love and his mercy and his grace. Because I'm saved. Amen. Now you think about what I'm saying tonight, and this will help you if you listen to it. Uh, chapter 2, verse number 26. The Bible said, For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. So don't tell me you're saved unless you've got some works to prove it. <laughs> I'm going to hurt your feelings. Everybody look at me. Quit looking at your Bible and look up here. Are you with me? If you're saved, the first hardest work you'll ever have to do is come to church. Because the devil will talk you out of it. You'll have to work on that. I'll tell you when we got saved at my house, and I say we, me and my wife got saved. Amen. And then we started leading our children. And we made a game every time that we'd sit down at the kitchen table. Somebody would be watching to see who was going to put a bite in their mouth first before they prayed. We made a game out of that. Why? We wanted some works to go along with what we said. I'm a Christian. There got to be some works to back it up. Amen. I mean, if you're bowing your head every day and swallowing your groceries and ain't thanking God for it or asking Him to bless it, I don't know if you're saved or not. If you don't ever pray any time, day or night, Amen. Unless there's tragedy at your house, I don't know if you're saved. If you never read the Word of God except at church, I don't know if you're saved. Got to be some works with salvation. Because of what changed on the inside will change on the outside. Can I read that again? For as the body without spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Is that the way your Bible reads? Hey, works is evidence. Now turn over in Revelation and stay close because I'm going to read several scriptures. Hey, we need this kind of preaching. There's a whole lot of folks going to hell because they don't know where they stand with God. Are you with me? Revelation chapter number 2, verse number 2. I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience how thou canst not bear them which are evil. and that Notice this. And thou hast 
tried them, which say they are apostles, and are not, and hast found them liars. And hast borne and hast patience, and for my name's sake, notice this, hast labored and hast not fainted. He said, nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Amen. What is the 60 days we're doing? Love. Amen. Love is the evidence that God saved you. Love for the lost, no matter who they are or what they are. Uh-oh. You going to meddling, preacher. I'm going to meddle a little more. 2 and verse 5. Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen, and repent and do thy first works. Notice this. Or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. People that ain't never repented since the day they got saved, I doubt they ever got saved. <laughs> oh, the devil don't like that, does he? I don't care what the devil likes. It's the truth. Amen. Let, let me help somebody else. If you've never been back to an altar since the day you got saved, friends, you ain't got saved. Because saved people, when the preacher preach, gets under conviction. When the singers sing, they get under conviction. And conviction will draw you back to the altar where you need to repent for where you come short. Stay with me. Uh, I've lost my place. Revelation chapter number 2, verse number 9. I know thy works and thy tribulations and poverty, but thou art rich, and I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews. Are you with me? And are not but are of the synagogue of Satan. What is he saying? There's a lot of them out there saying they're Christians, but they're devils. Boy, the church is full of them. Amen. Listen, listen. If that hurts your feelings, you might be one of them. Amen. I'll never forget an old boy right here in this church called me at her church, and he said, Preacher, I felt like you was talking to me. I said, well, I didn't see you in the altar. He said, I was too embarrassed to come. I said, why? If it hit you that hard, that's where you needed to be. He said, has somebody told on me? I said, sure have. Holy Ghost read your mail, brother. He said, do you know what I've done? I said, I sure do. He said, do you really? I said, yeah, you've sinned and come short of the glory of God. And you don't know what good Holy Ghost conviction is. Now listen, church, if we're justified through Christ Jesus, we shouldn't be condemned when he comes back and tugs our heart and says, you need to go repent. You need, listen, this is a growing process. This is a growing process. Amen. I mean, you got every avenue open unto you you needed when you got saved, but you need to go back and talk to the Father. You need to repent. You need to grow in the grace and the knowledge. Say amen. Verse 13, I know thy works and where thou dwellest, even where Satan's seed is. <laughs> and thou holdest fast my name. Come on now. Hast not denied my faith even in those days wherein Antipas was my faithful martyr. 
who was slain among you where Satan dwelleth. Come on. He's talking to the churches, folks. He's talking to the churches. He's talking to saved people. He said, I know where Satan's seed is. <laughs> Don't nobody look over at your spouse. I wish I had a bunch of mirrors to pass out. Amen. Is Satan sitting in your seat? Is Satan using your vessel? Oh, come on now. Hey, I've been talking to you about love. You know that's one of the hardest things for humans to truly do is have an agape love. Amen. We have a lust that looks like love, but it's not love. Oh, my. Stay with me. I got a lot more to say. Verse 19. I know the works and thy charity and thy service and thy faith and thy patience and thy, notice this, thy works and the last to be more than the first. He said, man, you're patient. You're working good. But he's still got somewhat against you. You know what he's saying to every one of us? Listen to me carefully. We ain't arrived yet. We're in the process. You think that you can walk on water? Talk to Brother Terry out of church. Asked him when he was young and walking on water what happened. When we were young and we are full of zeal, amen. I, there ain't nobody in here been 20-year-old and bulletproof. Come on. I mean, nobody could tell you nothing. You already knew it all. I mean, when you got saved, you know her from cover to cover, right? Well, I tell you, I don't know it from cover to cover. I'm in the process of learning it. Amen. I've learned a lot since I got saved. Amen. And there's a lot more to learn. I have never got so headed and high-minded. I think I know it all. Don Johnson asked me about a scripture one time, and I said, Don, I don't know, but I'll look it up, and I'll get back with you. And I looked it up, and I went back, and we talked about it. Amen. Listen, that's all I can do. I, I'm not a walking Bible. I'm sorry. Amen. Amen. This calculator up here is good with numbers. And that's about the size of it. That's it. I can't spell cat or rat. I'm so glad they got that on your phone where it corrects it. Or, or my text it would sound like Spanish. It would because I can't spell. I'm dishonest with you. Amen. Amen. I'm not ashamed of it. It's me. Amen. I know you're smarter than I am. I understand that. I understand all that. But God is saying to us, when you think you know it all, you still got a lot to learn. He said, being justified, you'll grow. Are you with me? Say amen. Verse 23. He said, and I will kill her children with death and all the churches shall know that I am he which searches the reins and the hearts and I will give unto every one of you according to your works. I'm going to give to every one of you according to your works. See, we got a crowd out there right now that said, oh, I got saved, that's all I got to do. Well, my Bible teaches me you've got to prove it. That there is a new creature inside of you. Amen. And the proof takes every day. 
You know one of the hardest things to prove is you're still human after you got saved. <laughs> I'll never forget the first time I had a weeping, crying spell after I got saved. Announced my calling to preach. And an old brother got down and whispered in my ear. He said, son, is there something wrong with you? I said, yes, there is. He said, can I help you? I said, I hope to God you can. He said, well, what is it? And I'll help you. I said, I've sinned. Come short. <laughs> what do you mean you sinned? I mean, easily then I'm automatic preacher walking on waters, you know, on a high pill. I said, I've sinned. I wanted to kill somebody today. He said, what? I said, yeah, I wanted to beat them to death. I said, I got angry and I sinned. I said, but I didn't let the sun go down on my wrath. I'm up here repenting. I said, now I'm praying that I'll meet them again tomorrow and I'm going to kiss them on both cheeks. He said, that'll start a fight. (laughs) He said, I know your works. I know your works. He's looking at your works to see how much Jesus is really in you. Am I right, Brother Terry? Jesus is looking at you and saying, you say you're a Christ-like creature. Where's your love? Where's your compassion? Hey, Christ didn't just say it. He fed them. You know what I like about the feeding? He didn't go down through there and say, are you a Baptist? He didn't go down there, are you baptized? He didn't ask them if they saved. He fed them. He fed everybody who was there. And made sure they had plenty. Amen. See, I, he couldn't have been a Baptist because a Baptist was excluded half of, you ain't dressed right, your hair ain't right. Am I right? You, you don't act like us. You don't talk like us. You don't walk like us. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm about as quiet a duck as they come in that area. Amen. Ain't nobody walks or talks like me, period. Amen. Amen. I'm just an old redneck saved by grace. I ain't Brad Hughes. I ain't Brad Hughes, no. No, that is a choir duck. Amen. He needs prayer. Pray for Brad Hughes. Put him on your prayer list. Brad and Carmella, God bless them. Touch them. Wherever they're at, Holy Ghost sent to them. Listen, we're all unique. We're all different. Amen. Listen, you may want your pastor in a suit jacket and a vest, but if you want a puddle of water up here, you have to vacuum up with a rainbow every week. Either that or you're going to have to put me a personal air conditioner right here that will freeze this section. Amen, son. Tell them about it. I'm just not built for suits. So why would I stand up? Terry looks good in them. Lord God, I wish I could wear one like that. But I'd be a mess standing up here with water dripping out of the coattail, wouldn't I? Well, it might be a good weight loss program. I might try it. Amen. We're all different. But he said, I know you work. So let me hurry. I got a lot to do. Uh, verse 29. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Are you with me? 
Look at verse 26. He that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. It's an endurance program, folks. Chapter 3, verse 1. And unto the angel of the church of Sardis write, These things saith he that hath the seven spirits of God and the seven stars, I know thy works, that thou hast a name, that thou livest and art dead. <laughs> now we got to the Baptist. <laughs> thou livest, but thou art dead. Do you know God wants a church that's full of joy and love? Hey, if stiff neck, collars, what you like, that's all well and good. But I want to go to a church where God's alive. The people's alive. I want to go to a church where their works have followed them and the joy of their works is expounded and glorified through them. What do you say? They read their Bible that week and they have joy unspeakable and full of glory. They prayed. They paid their tithes. They testified. They'd done all that God would let them do that week and they come rejoicing in the house of God. Are you with me? He said, I know you works. <laughs> You're alive, but you did. What's he trying to say to us? You need to improve your works. Are you with me? You don't like it, do you? I can't help you. Verse 2, be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found thy works perfect before God. Just help me preach the rest of this, folks. He said, I know you're almost totally dead. But he said, strengthen that that remains. I'll tell you something here tonight. If faith is all you have, strengthen it. Amen. Amen. I mean, if you ain't got no joy, that's okay. If you ain't got no peace, that's okay. But if you've got one little grain of faith, strengthen it, and the rest of it will come. He said, strengthen that that remains. Have you got any hope? Strengthen that. How do you strengthen these things? Start reading the book and believing what the book says. I'm going to hurt somebody's feelings and I'll apologize up front. Dr. Spooky Spock don't know everything. I love commentaries. I love to read all that stuff. But my main objective is to read this book. And God will reveal to me what I need to know when I need to know it. Amen. Amen. Listen, neology sure beats a lot of colleges I know of. Amen. Amen. Let me hurry, let me hurry. I'm losing you. Verse 8, I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength and hast kept my word and hast not denied my name. Can these bones live again? <laughs> Thou knowest, Lord. <laughs> he said, prophesy to the four winds. Hello? <laughs> There's a little strength left in you. There's a little hope. Stay with me. I'm trying to help you tonight. I ain't trying to hurt you. <laughs> 3 and 15. 
Are you there? I know thy works, that thou <laughs> are neither cold nor hot. I would thou were cold or hot. You know what he's trying to say to you and I? Just admit what you are. I want to tell you something. These times I come in here, I couldn't walk on water if I knowed where the stumps was. Amen. You ain't never had them low days? I sure have. Amen. There's been times I come in here with a message and I said, God, I don't even feel like preaching today. Are you with me? God said, I know these things in you. He said, I know you got a little strength in there. Strengthen that. Strengthen that hope. Are you with me? Say amen. Amen. Chapter 9. I got to hurry. Chapter 9. Anybody in a hurry? Should have started sooner, shouldn't I? Chapter 9, verse number 20. My old fingers ain't working tonight. Are you with me? Chapter 9, Revelation, verse number 20. The Bible says, And the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues, yet repented not. Of what? Of the works of their hands. Stay with me now. That they should not worship devils, and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and of wood which neither can see nor hear nor walk. Neither repented they of their murders. Oh my. Nor of the what sorcery, nor of the fornication, nor other thefts. Boy, that's a real church group, ain't it? They know this wrong, still didn't repent. Can I say this? How many times you know you was wrong and you didn't repent? Amen. I listened to it. I mean, a lot of us knew to do something and we didn't do it. And we didn't repent of it. Uh Uh-huh. Ain't that just as bad as doing it when you shouldn't have done it? Oh, devil don't like that, does he? Chapter 14. (coughs) Chapter 14, verse number 13. He said, And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Right, blessed are the dead which died in the Lord, for henceforth, yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. When you get to heaven... You go to lay your crown down. Is it going to look like a thorn bush or a unicorn? Oh, that got our attention, didn't it? Our works is going to follow us. He said, you've been faithful over a few. Are you with me? See, a lot of people don't know that justification comes... Because we're proven we're saved. God saved us, sanctified us, filled us with the Holy Ghost. Then we need to prove that he did just that. How do we prove that, preacher? Well, first of all, there ain't nobody should have to beg you to come to church. There ain't nobody ought to have to beg you to give your money to God. I mean, take an offering should never have to be mentioned in the house of God. But that's what we say, ain't 
Every time I hear that, you know what I think? I ain't got my 44. If I'm going to have to take it, some of you, I'm going to have to get a 44. And I'm talking about worship. Your songs. Not just your ties. What about your time? What about the talent you have? You say, I ain't got no talent. Can you clean a commode? That's a talent. That is a talent. Yeah, because some of them I went in, if I had to clean them, they'd be dirtier when I left than when I started. Because they'd be puke from back to front. Yes, God has equipped people to do those things, and I'm just not one of them that can do much of that particular thing. You say, preacher, why you want to mention stuff? I'm trying to tell you that you are uniquely made and your works ought to prove that God lives inside of you. Because when we leave here, don't you want something to lay down? Listen, the thief on the cross even testified to the other one. He said, we're justly getting what we deserve, but he don't deserve this. He testified. He witnessed. God help us. Stay with me now. Don't let me lose you. Are you there? Chapter 15, verse number 3. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works. Lord God Almighty, just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. How's your works measure up? Are you with me? Chapter 18, a couple more scriptures and we'll be done. Some of you said amen to that. 18, verse number 6. Reward her even as she rewarded you. And double unto her, double according to her works, in the cup which she hath filled, notice this, filled to her double. How much she hath glorified herself. And lived deliciously. So much torment and sorrows give her. For she saith in her heart, I sit a queen and am no widow and shall see no sorrow. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death and mourning and famine. And she shall be utterly burnt with fire. For strong is the Lord God who judges her. Do you want to get double in the joy or double in hell? Oh, my God, preacher. Revelations chapter number 20. See, that's the part that a lot of people, let me dwell on that just a second. A lot of people don't understand living like hell, you're going to get rewarded for it. I wish I had about an hour and a half to explain all of that side of it. Just because you think you got by with it don't mean you got by with it. When it comes to the judgment seat, you will be rewarded. Justly or unjustly, you will be rewarded. Chapter 20, verse number 12. Are you there? And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened 
And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Are you with me? Say amen. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. You say, preacher, why would you preach this on a Wednesday night? I want to preach this tonight, first of all, because God told me to. Secondly, because we've got a multitude out there they think being saved is all they got to do. They don't have to go to church. They don't have to pay their tithes. They don't have to sing in the choir. They don't have to testify. They don't have to go knocking doors. They don't have to tell nobody outside the church that they're ever saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. I say to that crowd tonight, you are lost. Because ever since the day I got saved, I wanted somebody to know it. Especially those old boys I used to run with. I wanted every one of them to be saved and not to go to hell. Amen. And the only way I knew how to tell them was just tell them. You know, living like this, you're going to go to hell. Living without God. And, and they say, well, I'm a good fella. Well, good people go to hell every day. Only the saved go to heaven. And saved people have works that prove they're saved. Well, I don't have to do nothing to prove I'm saved. You're wrong. Romans said, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. Confession is doing something. Amen. Amen. He said that confession is made unto salvation. So if you're not even confessing that God saved you, how can you be saved? Because that's the first thing he said. He said, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. I'm talking about being justified tonight. It ain't, it ain't the works that justifies me. But because I'm justified through Christ, I want to do something for the kingdom of God. And I want to do my portion, and even more than my portion, because I got a lot of ground to make up for. 32 years I walked this earth and never gave God an ounce. So I got 32 years to make up for. I want my works when they lay this body down and say, that old boy worked for Jesus. Amen. What about you? You said in their works will follow them. I just read that to you, didn't I? 14 and 13, wasn't it? Yep. Romans. Revelation 14 and 13. And their works will follow them. So what's going to follow you to the grave? Somebody going to stand over your casket with this thought? All they ever thought about was a dollar. All they ever thought about was another drink. All they ever thought about was a woman or a man. All they ever thought about was how they could hoodoo somebody out of something. Is that what's, what the preacher's going to think when he's preaching your funeral? Can he honestly stand up here and point his hand and say... There lies a child of the king. There lies one that his works proved that God saved him. And the world could see through his works who was working in him. Can they say that about you? Let us stand.
heads bowed and eyes closed tonight. You may need to come and pray, if not for yourself, for someone. That you know in your heart that they say they're saved, but their works don't prove it. Maybe you want to bring them to the altar tonight and call their names. Maybe you want to lift them up and say, Lord, reveal it to them. Not only that, Lord, help me to see how important it is that my works follow me. Father, you see your children coming to an altar of prayer tonight. And I know, God, we're praying for ourselves and we're praying for many that's on our heart that is walking around that, Lord, they think they're all right with God, but their language don't prove it. Their actions don't prove it. Lord, their giving and tithes and offerings don't prove that God has ever moved into their heart. Lord, their worship doesn't prove it. Their Bible reading, their prayer life, God, their attendance at church doesn't prove that you saved them. So, Lord, let us realize our works is going to follow us. Lord, you're going to look at our works at the end of this thing. God, hear us tonight as we cry out for many that their works is dead. Their works is dead, Father. I pray for revival for their soul, renewing of the Holy Spirit within them. God, if they ever had it, renew it. But God, if they've never been saved, reveal it to them how they need to be saved, God, and let their life be an example of Christ by their church attendance, by their prayer life, by their testimony, by their worship in the house of God. Let it prove it, Lord. Let it prove what God done at Calvary was not a waste to them, not a byword, but God that salvation is real, real and true. And the Holy Spirit made a difference in my life. And I thank you for that tonight, Father. Thank you that you heard me. Thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. In Jesus' precious name, amen, amen, amen. Listen now. Bless him, Lord. Who drove the nails? Yep, man. And the Lord said there in Revelation, I know thy works. He knows everything good and bad about us. Beardy was singing about those children. Boy, I got a lot to go to heaven for. I can't wait to see all them loved ones in a land where there's no pain, no sickness, no dim eyes, no weak limbs. Boy, that'd be heaven to me just to be able to see them again. But when we stand in judgment, what will our works look like? What will our works look like?
The harvest is truly plenteous, he said, but the laborers, the laborers are few. Do you realize if you bend over in the parking lot and pick up a piece of paper, I don't have to? If you realize you see something that needs to be done and you do it, I don't have to do that. And that gives me another minute or another hour to pray or work for the Lord in the vineyard. But because we're not all doing our job, people have to pick up the slack. Amen. I mean, somebody's got to clean that commode, like it or not. Somebody's got to mow the grass, like it or not. Amen. Somebody's got to build on these things around here, like it or not. Somebody's got to do it. And we could all do a little better, every one of us. You want revival? Truly want revival? Start with yourself. Start with yourself, saying, Lord, I truly want revival. I'm going to set aside that week and come to revival. I'm going to pray and I'm going to fast and I'm going to ask God for revival for the church and for me. Amen? That week. I mean a week of revival, there shouldn't be nothing no more important than revival. Amen? God's going to judge your works. He's going to see where you put revival. Amen? Amen? That's what he's looking at. You say you love me. Ain't that what the Bible said? Your mouth speaks of me, but where's your heart? You say you want revival, where's your heart? You say you want good Holy Ghost (laughs) meetings, where's your heart in it at? Are you willing to shout? (laughs) Are you willing to run? Or at least tap somebody and say, be a designated runner, go get her. I can't run, so you. I'm going to tap Chris one of these days. He's going to burn these aisles down. It'll be Holy Ghost. It'll have to be. All right, don't laugh, bless God. You see me running, you better run too. Yeah, man, you better. I want to see what's behind me. (laughs) 